Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by co-host Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. It's draft week, folks. We're here. Uh, it's it's the, the week we've all been waiting for. It's, uh, it's the week of Christmas for grown people, and uh, I'm sure you guys are just as excited as we are. Kyle, we are... Three John Beck days Stop away it. from the 2017 NFL. Why would draft. you do this? Well, so so John Beck <sighs> never wore number three for the Miami Dolphins, but it is the amount of touchdown passes he had for his career. The quarterback that the Miami Dolphins took with the 40th pick, second round. I hate you so much right now. 2007 NFL Draft. Yeah, thanks a lot, Cam Cameron. Um, I thought you were going to say that was the number of completed forward passes he was able to complete in his career. Uh, but uh, I actually <laughs> think that distinction goes to Pat White, who was a second-round pick like two years later. So, yeah, this is uh, this is a good way to just sand pile on me to start the, the week. This is great. You know, I'm really well, looking forward to... <laughs> glaring daggers at you on the broadcast of our draft coverage on Thursday night because I'm not letting this one go, man. Well, hey, you went uh, you went four Super Bowls in a row uh, dig there on Friday. You know, I just casually mentioned Pat White, and then I got hit with the uh, reminder, you know, that the Bills love losing Super Bowls. And uh, I told you I had the weekend to, to sit on my Dolphins dig for Monday, and I delivered. I delivered in a big way. 
Dude, I'll never forget the time he went to complete where he went to throw a forward pass and it <laughs> went behind him and I think it was I believe it was against Buffalo. Yes, it was At, the worst performance I've ever seen by a quarterback yep, in that game. That yes. puppy popped straight up in the air, wasn't touched. No one <laughs> around them in the pocket. Puppy popped straight up. Buffalo Bills guy that's running free uh, off the edge just kind of redirects, soft landing in his hands, and walks into the end zone. I think John Beck may have had the worst uh, NFL starting quarterback performance I've ever seen. Worst college performance I've ever seen a quarterback is Treon Harris. Yeah, I would. <clears throat> Devin Garner had some stinkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, oh, Gary you know, Nova. Gary Nova. Gary Nova. I don't know. Treon Harris, I think, takes the cake. But Well, let's not forget Nate Peterman in Tennessee went into Florida and went 3 mm-hmm. of 19 with two interceptions and threw for 19 yards. So that makes him an undraftable prospect if you ask Broke him. Broke Yeah. Well. You know, I'm just echoing the sentiments of some of the draft community as we near the draft and we've hit peak uh, bad take and fatigue time. Should we should we let a, the nugget out about Peterman and draft board? And no, maybe- no, we're gonna let. All I will say is this: I, I had a, a tidbit passed along to me uh, that there is a team out there that has uh, Nate Peterman ranked above one of the quote unquote consensus top three guys. And I, yeah. I think it would surprise a lot of people to hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if the NFL draft on Thursday wasn't already unpredictable enough, there's some more takes to cloudy your view. Kyle, we're doing uh, defensive backs today here on the show, previewing those. We've been through every position except these, and this will tie a ribbon on our overview series. And, um, you know, this is a good group, right? Co- collectively from corners and safeties. There is a lot of talent to be had in this crop. Yeah, and it's it's fun because by and large, there's a general consensus that this is a very deep class. But looking at you and I's respective ranks, there's also a lot of variance on who we like and why. So this conversation should be fun. Hopefully we don't do uh, Battle of the Boards, uh, <laughs> Grandois, Giant, hour and a half show. Uh, but we very easily could because we did 30-something corners and we did 22 safeties. So there's a lot of names for us to dig through here. Um, but one, our, the first corner on our list is one Sidney Jones from Washington. And, Joe, he ended up being your third-ranked corner. He was my top-ranked corner. Uh, we were only separated by three spots on the board with him. His composite rank was sixth overall. Sidney Jones from Washington, who obviously had the Achilles tear at his pro day. Um, give me, because this, this surprised me that you were as high on him as you were, because this struck me as my, quote-unquote, my prototype corner, not necessarily somebody I was expecting you to be super high on. Oh, I mean, this film score for me was right up there with, you know, the Marlon Humphreys and the Marshawn Lattimores. Um, you know, obviously the Achilles tear hurt his resume grade for me and that brought him down and um he uh, his feet and ball skills man i mean he's got top tier fleet uh feet he's really balanced and top tier ball skills and i I really like those things a little bit light but um you know he's he's willing to mix it up with power so um sticky in coverage i just he's he's a good football player there's no way around it he's still graded out in the first round for the both of us. He's our consensus number one corner between the two of us, even though he's my third corner. Um, 
he's just a good player. It's it's undeniable. Yeah, and it's it really is a shame. I'm encouraged by hearing that there's some positive buzz about his medicals, but I still would not expect to get a whole lot of, out of him, if anything, uh, this year. This is somebody that I'm expecting is probably starting on the PUP, uh, mm-hmm. expecting a transition to IR. If he doesn't, then it's gravy, but he's going to be behind the eight ball anyway. Uh, so could, for all intents and purposes, even if he's not a true red shirt, it's a red shirt year for Cindy Jones. Yeah, and so you know we both value him in the first round. I think it'd be a stretch to see that because I think teams really want to get an immediate impact right. out of their first round pick. So he's not going to be able to do that. But if a team can wait, you know, maybe they have a couple of second rounders or something like that, and can I hate to say it's a luxury to draft Sidney Jones, but where you you your roster lends itself to being able to wait, man, you're going to get a first round pick outside of the first round for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely first round abilities and nice blend of ball skills and movement skills, as you said. Uh, speaking of ball skills, uh, oh yeah, your top corner, my number two corner, uh, number seven on the composite board is Ohio State's Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I guess the only questions with this kid are uh, the play, the starting resume and yeah. the health. He's got a, a, a hamstring that's given him some trouble over the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, fought through it, played most of this year. Uh, reportedly tweaked it a little bit at the combine, which is discouraging just going through a workout because I know it's something that he's had to fight through. Uh, but first-round values for both of us, uh, man, his closing burst when the ball is in the air, uh, I really like him in, like, bail tech in cover three mm-hmm. where you put mm-hmm. him on the line of scrimmage. I remember we watched him at the senior board. We did. Together. We did this one together. Yeah, yep. we did this film together, and how the – the quickness in which he opens his hips and gets depth off the line at the snap to stay leveraged over top of routes and how he's able to adjust his landmarks and his depth and drops uh, if if he's pressed by more than one route for a guy that's only started one year is super impressive. And then you, you can see a notable second gear to accelerate and attack the ball in the air and uh, – you know those those hip transitions when he's bailing off the line of scrimmage. You also see when it's time to flip the hips into the middle of the field and break on a pattern that breaks inside across his face. Yeah, I think he's got top ten talent. I really do, and he's obviously a top tier athlete for the position. The peripheral stuff really brought him down, um, but uh, that to what you were talking about, how he stays on top of those routes and he can flip his hips so clean. What that really does is it allows him to play aggressively forward uh, yeah. as well because he has that smooth transition ability to recover and, and you know remain in phase quickly. So uh, I think this is uh, really a guy who I think has the potential to be one of the best players at his position in the NFL. Uh, obviously, the production's not there. The, the injuries are concerning. But from a talent perspective, I think you get it all here. Uh, I got to take honors on our next guy. It's Marlon Humphrey, right? Yeah, and, and okay. I mean, you say it like I don't like him. No, no, I'm not saying you don't. I, I'm just looking at my notes <laughs> from Marlon, and I and I went away from the composite board, and I'm just, I don't. I mean, this is a guy. It's interesting because I, I, um, I didn't like him as much in live looks for Alabama, and I think I even talked a few people down on Twitter like, ah, you, you really shouldn't like Marlon. He kind of gives up some big plays. Uh, and then I took the deep dive, and I, you know, every once in a while you're watching tape, and, and you know, we watch a ton of tape, but 
there's there's those guys where I just find myself, ah, I got to text Kyle. And this is one of those. I was like, holy crap, Marlon Humphrey's a good football player. And, you know, you responded like, yeah, he's one of the top tier corners in this class. And I'm like, yes, he is. Uh, I uh, Maybe I'm a sucker for the physicality. Man, he brings it. Uh, whether it's in press, uh, crowding those routes early, tackling, playing through blocks to get to the football. I mean, this guy plays a physical breed of football, and I love that in my cornerbacks. Uh, he's obviously has the, the size and athleticism that you're looking for in the position. Um, I like his ball skills, but that's what's interesting about him. Like his knock is that there might be a few extra steps when he's you know changing directions and he gets gets a little bit of leverage and he doesn't get inside that catch radius as well as you'd like down the field, but like he's just a tick behind and I think he's going to get there because you know he's only 20 years old one of the youngest players in this class and uh he's got all the tools so um I think he can play either zone or man might be better suited to play in zone maybe a cover three type role but uh um you know I don't I'm not sleeping on him as a man corner and uh you know everybody knows I'm a Bills guy and Sean McDermott basically came out and said you know our defensive identity is going to be centered around our our cornerbacks and their ability to tackle so uh I could see him fitting with Buffalo really well and um uh, just that type of cover three guy. Uh, I'm a big Marlon Humphrey guy. No, I agree. And holy cow, does this guy fill the D gap? Jeez. When he plays forward, and that's why I really like him, you know, as you mentioned, especially early on as a cover three guy, because that's going to allow him to keep his eyes in the backfield. Yeah. And see those runs getting out into the boundary when the running back bounces outside of an off tackle run and will let him to stick his foot in the ground. And, and you know, some people have concerns that he's a quote-unquote linear athlete. I don't necessarily think he's overly linear. I think he's better and more explosive in straight lines, but you can say that for uh, most corners and most athletes in general. So uh, it, it's more noticeable when it's time to stick the foot in the ground and drive and explode forward. Uh, Humphrey, when he's given the chance to do that, man, mm-hmm. uh hits like a ton of bricks. He hits better than most of the safeties in this class. So um, really strong tackler, really like what he brings to the table. Uh, Outside of this, uh, we have just a little bit of deviation, and and I have one player that's up inside my top four that uh, you don't, and we'll get to him a little later on, but by and large, uh, this is where we start to see some deviation as far as where we value the players. Next on the composite board, number 30 overall is Garyon Conley out of Ohio State. Uh, Conley has great ball skills. I just think he's um, a little loose in space sometimes. He doesn't always sustain things uh, especially well as far as staying in the hip pocket and man-to-man coverage. Uh, But his athletic profile is strong. He, like Humphrey, is somebody that I think the more uh, chances you give him to to get reps in man-to-man, the more efficient he can be. I don't think he's the most twitchy guy. I wouldn't play him in off-man a whole lot, but he has the size and he has the functional strength that you can play him up in press-man and let him. he has enough mobility where he can flip his hips and uh, stay in hip pockets if he continues to work on his feet and his transitions. And if you get him in a role like that and let him look back and locate the football, I think that's where you're really going to get a chance to see Gary on Conley shine. Yeah, I um I'm a bit higher on him. I think he's my 18th overall player, 45 for you. Um, I, I really, really 
by the ball skills. He's got enough physicality there that gets me excited and really aware in zone. So um, 33-inch arms. I mean, this guy is really a nice fit for that cover three type role, just like um, just like uh, Humphrey. So I think his floor, I think, you know, he, you think about him to Philly at 14 might be a nice pick, even though they'll probably do a lot more man with Jim Schwartz. But um, yeah, uh, but even uh, still, if you, you know, Schwartz loves to bring pressure. So, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Putting totally. Conley up on the line of scrimmage uh, in, in press man. I really like that for him. Yeah, a good kind deal. of that's that Stephon Gilmore role yeah. when he was in Buffalo. Yeah. So um, yeah, I like him. I, the ball skills are, are pretty outstanding and uh, um, that will serve him well. Joe, do you know what time I think it is? What you got? I think it's time for some uh, word association. All right. We've we've hit the top four guys on the composite board. Sidney Jones, Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey, Gary on Conley. Uh, a lot of starters still in this group. A lot of players that you and I each have in our respective top 50. Uh, yes. So I, I, I'm going to pick a name. Uh, I'm going to try and stick to names that you're higher on than I am. Uh, even if it's close like the first one I'm going to give you. Give me okay. first word that comes to mind and like two sentences and then fire one right back at me. We'll get these right. takes out for the people. Let's do it. Jalen Tabor. Smooth ball skills, but damn it, he's slower than I wanted him to be. <laughs> but he still ran four six two. You know, that, that's not that egregious. It's not ideal, but uh, I'm still buying into the tape, man. His, his on-field production is really nice, in my opinion. Uh, let's keep it right there. Quincy Wilson, Florida Gators. Really like Quincy Wilson. Uh think he's a very physical press man type corner like Gary on Conley. Uh, his ball skills are strong. I think Conley's probably got better ball skills than he does. Uh, but I would argue that Wilson's probably a better tackler. So those two guys for me, Conley and Wilson, are 45 and 47 on my draft board. I think they're both starters early on. They just need to clean up some of the technical stuff. How's about uh, a guy I'm surprised you were higher on than me, and that's Adore Jackson from USC. Yeah, he's an electric football player. Uh, love his click and close. Like, might be the best in the class, just the way that he drives off that back foot and comes and disrupts at the catch point. Obviously, the ball skills are there. He's sticky down the field, a little bit light, so you worry about him being able to play outside. But he's a, a player that I think can make plays in the secondary and obviously gives you some value as a return guy. I love Adoree. Um, Cordrea Tankersley, Clemson. Man, Tankersley is another one of this same mold of guys with Conley and Wilson where plus ball skills, plus length, plus physicality. Uh, he really cleaned himself up in 2016, uh, got a lot less grabby in space. Uh, 2015 was littered of reps where you know he's into bodies, but he's into bodies to the point where he's holding guys without looking back and finding the ball. So I uh, really like what he was able to do uh, in 2016 to – just get more comfortable staying in the hip pocket. I think he's a, a home run pick. You know, we talked about Gary on Conley uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. If they happen to miss on Conley, if Conley goes earlier than, than they have the chance, uh, Tankersley, you could do a lot worse. It's a scheme fit. I like what he brings to the table as far as what they want to play. Uh, so, so that's a name to certainly circle as far as an underrated corner in this class. Let's go with uh, Mr. Kevin King from Washington. 
Oh man. Uh so I have him fifty seventh on my board. You have him one twenty sixth. Yeah. And uh length length and ball skills, but this guy actually loses a lot more reps than you think he does. Um I was kind of banking on the upside here with with uh you know, where he's at on my board, but um by and large he's he needs a lot of a lot of work to do to to really produce the way that his size and athleticism expects it to be. So uh he's he's underwhelming. There's upside Someone's going to overdraft him. Uh, let's go with Fabian Moreau out of UCLA. Upside. Speaking of upside, um, really explosive recovery burst from him. Really like the the physicality that he can show. He does not do great implementing it at the line of scrimmage right now. Uh, he's still fairly fresh to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but, man, his his burst... And I was really impressed with playing him off the ball. Uh, that acceleration and explosive skill set that he has uh, off man coverage and uh, some of your softer zone coverages, uh, that's where you can really get the most out of somebody like Fabian Moreau. If you play him up on the line, you're asking him to play press, uh, he's going to get beat inside a whole lot. And uh, he has enough burst to be able to cover ground at the college level, but I don't think he has enough recovery ability uh, to do so in the NFL, at least not right now. He's still got a ways to go. How about Jordan Lewis from Michigan, Joe? Yeah, you know, you always want to keep bringing up Jordan Lewis, but I think he has nice ball skills, and uh, I think he's a really nice uh, fit as an inside corner. Uh, I think he's a better corner cover corner than you give him credit for, uh. and uh, I think he's a useful player. So uh, I hope I can keep my job with him. With my... <laughs> You're all right for now. Uh, Desmond King, Iowa. Man, people want to move this guy to safety, and it's such a waste. Uh, I can see some reps at safety, uh, but this is Marlon Humphrey without the explosive skill set and the size that you want. Uh, So you're looking at a discounted rate, similarly rated player, where one of the best tackling corners in the class fills the 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 D gap like nobody's business. He closes versus close sets to, you know, closing down on tight ends and, and beating tight ends and pulling offensive linemen up into the backfield. Uh you have to keep his eyes in the backfield. Uh he doesn't have range to play the back end. He's more you give him a third of the field and let him work with that. And I think you'll be ple- pleasantly surprised. Uh pretty scrappy as far as sticking on guys' hip pockets running down the field. Uh but he doesn't have length. He doesn't have high end speed, so he can get tested vertically. Uh you He's somebody, if you want to play him at corner, which is where I, I would still take my chances with him, it's just with the understanding that he's true off cover three. You let him keep his eyes in the backfield. You let him be instinctive, which is what he's very good at as far as processing route combinations. Uh, Howard Wilson, Joe, and somebody you have way <laughs> up on your board in comparison to me. Yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying Howard Wilson. Um, he's just been unbelievably productive when he's been on the field. Um, ton of ball production. He plays the ball extremely well. He's a big time hitter, and the problem is that he's just he just doesn't have the, the size. He's really kind of thin, like rail type build, um, and uh, uh, he didn't test as well as I expected him to. But I, I buy the tape. Uh, he's like another Jalen Tabor for me. So uh, I think he's got big time upside. Uh, he might take a year. His his three year projection is better than his one year projection. But I like the ball skills and I like him in zone. Um, real really solid cover three corner where he stays stays inside and on top of routes really well. And he's got uh, the length and ball skills to compete at the catch point. Um, 
Let's give you Trey White, LSU. Tredavious White, is there like a, a more quiet, uh, <laughs> super, like, fairly polished corner in the class? He um, gets lost in somehow. Yeah, he's he's one of these names that, I mean, we have him all the way down at 51 on our composite board, and he's corner seven? Yeah. But, you know, he he's invited to Philly. Yep. Uh, so there's a pretty good chance this is a player that might end up getting some first-round consideration. At least there's some buzz around in the NFL. And uh, he had a really strong ending stretch of 2016. Uh, he's a little lean, uh, but his ball skills are great, and he plays like scrappy. Like we, Adore Jackson's not somebody I had the chance to talk about, but he's got like the quote-unquote the dog. And Trey White's the same thing, where he, he gets after guys. And he's constantly in guys' ears. And I love that chippiness and chirpiness uh, with the confidence that oozes out of players like that. And uh, it, it makes you feel good about the prospect of, okay, if he gets beat, he's going to come right back. Uh, I think the things that stand out with him is he needs to get more physical and not get knocked off of somebody's hip pocket, turning and running down the field, especially when his eyes come back to look for the ball. But he's got good recovery quickness. And he's got enough extension uh, to be able to optimize his wingspan and challenge the football. I'm going to give you one more, Joe. All right. I guess we. I got to give you Channing Stribling from Michigan since you're 143 <laughs> spots higher on him than I am. Uh, you know, you didn't give me the guy. I'm 183 guys spots higher than you uh, in uh, Kelly Witherspoon. You want to take them um, both? Turbo, <laughs> turbo round, take them both. Sell me. Go. Uh, okay, real quick. A couple hit with a spoon out of uh, Colorado length, and I think he's got really nice, patient feet. Um, his man coverage skills are nice. He's a, he's atrocious tackler. Um, Channing Shribling, uh yeah, you don't like the athletic profile there, but I think another one of those cover three guys that um, has pretty good ball production. Actually, he didn't allow many completions. Like his completion rate and passer rating against his coverage was actually really good. I think he's a, he's a winner in coverage. So um, I'll, I'll buy into those things about those two guys. You ready for safeties, Kyle? Let's do some safeties. Safeties, a freaking good class. That's like a uh, stud class. You go ahead and sort this list a while and just put us up on the T. Uh, I think I have six safeties in my top fifty. Uh, yeah, I've got something stupid it, like that. It's too. just crazy good. I have six safeties in my top uh, fifty. And I have eight in my top 60, uh, including a guy that we both have at 60 that I can't wait to talk about because nobody freaking talks about him and it kills me. i got to <laughs> give this guy some love. Uh, yes. But I'm going to kick it over to you, a uh, guy that you love much more than I do. You have him third, I have him fifth. So congratulations. Uh, Jamal Adams, LSU. Man, uh, just he's a do-everything safety, right? Um, I think he can play – in any role that you need a safety to play, whether it's in the box, attacking the line of scrimmage, attacking the boundary, you know, he's his clothes, his, the routes he takes to the football and, and, and how aggressive closes on the football is what you're looking for. Uh, he can play in those deep zones uh, and break on the football and has good range and can function in those single high looks and play those short underneath zones where he uh, works into those throwing lanes and into the catch radius and you know, attacks the football. Um, he's a hitter. You know, he's he's going to play through blocks. I think he can line up over certain slots in a pinch, give you that man coverage ability. Um, just kind of, just everything you want a safety to do, he does it really well. And um, 
I just love him. He's the number three player on my board, and I think you're going to get one of those one of those special safeties that could be one of the best players at their position at the next level. Yeah, I, that's really hard to disagree with. As far as uh, I think he's really underrated for what he can do in uh, slot situations. I think he gets ragged on a little bit for overrunning some tackles. But he's a box safety. He's not last line of defense guy. You could tell they really encouraged him to be aggressive uh, in the box and at the line of scrimmage. And you saw him do that. And uh, I think he he's certainly uh, has the chance to be one of the special players to come out of this class. I remember watching his film, and the film score that I gave him was one of the best, uh, probably top ten film scores I've given out in the past two or three years. So this is not just a good player for this class. Uh, this is a good player historically as well. Uh, number two, somebody that you and I are both much higher on than the consensus, and he's number five on our composite <laughs> rank, is Buda Baker from Washington. Uh, you know, we've we've heard some honey badger comparisons for Baker. Um, I I fancy him as a bigger, more physical version of Lamarcus Joyner, who was a second round pick for the the Rams. Uh, out of Florida State a couple years ago, 2014, uh, can play the slot, can blitz, can come off the edge, can support the run, uh, can sit in off coverage and, and attack his, uh, routes crossing into the middle of the field. He's got good ball skills. He tackles fairly well for his size. Uh, is is size really the only thing that's preventing people from talking about this guy? Is it even that bad? No, it's not. He's he's five. <laughs> Five nine and six eighths and uh, what one hundred ninety five hundred ninety eight pounds something like that. Right, yeah, right. Pushing two hundred and basically five ten. I mean, yeah. Do you wish he was another inch and a half, two inches taller? Yeah. Okay. Watch the tape, man. This guy's this guy is uh, just that type of versatile defensive back um, that you just want. Kind of has that enforcer mentality. Plays well above his late weight class and, and does everything. So. Uh, you know, he's he's just one of those guys you want in your foxhole, man, because he's, he's a warrior on the field, and he's got good uh, reactionary skills, and he makes plays, and, and there's no denying it when you watch a tape. Um, next guy on our composite list is Obi Melifonwu. I don't uh, know if y'all remember me talking about Obi back in December, um, but uh, uh, this is a fun player. He's got all the size and length and athletic ability god can give to a human being right so i mean he's a through the roof athlete in, in size and length he moves at a, at a speed that people his size just don't uh so he's got rare skills in that area um really like how he plays the ball whether he's playing in those single high looks you know, he can he can get a good angle and, and compete at the catch point uh, he also has the length to carry those tight ends into the seam and uh, I actually think he has some nice man coverage skills. Not so much so that I'm playing him at corner, uh, but he can situationally line up against those difficult, you know, move tight ends and stuff that are just hard for teams to match up with. He's the chess piece. He's going to allow your defense to be more multiple and uh, and play the matchups better against these offenses that are really matchup driven. And he's going to help you counter with that. Um, 
he just he needs work and run support in terms of the way that he tackles, uh, the way that he attacks the football, um, the way that he processes run plays. It just needs to be quicker. Um, but the, by and large, the tackle radius is there. The size is there. You know, there was one rep at the Senior Bowl where he came from the backside safety and a goal line rep and just flew in there and, and made a big hit. So uh, there are moments of physicality and good good reps against the run, but it's it's inconsistent. Um, if he puts that together, you know, the, the, the ceiling is the roof. So he's he's got it all. Uh, still still some work to do, but he had a heck of a career, heck of size, and a heck of an athlete. Do you do you hear that? That's the sound of endless Buckeye fans collecting their pitchforks <laughs> that Malik Hooker is our safety for. They're coming. But before we do, uh, Joe, you know who Melifonwu really profiles well for as far as what they want? Seattle. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Malik Hooker. Safety four on the composite board, 28th overall player, so we don't hate him, guys. He's in both of our top 32 players on each of our respective boards. He's 28th on the composite board. Wonderful, wonderful range. I guess the question, if, if you're willing to buy into Hooker being uh, a blue-chip player, is uh, is the range and ball skills enough for you? Because if you want a safety that can do more, then be the f- single high free safety that influences 80% of the field, uh, hookers are going to be your guy. And Joe, I think we both have similar qualms in that we really love what he brings to the table mm-hmm. in that regard, but we're left wanting a little more with not just run support. You know, he, he's kind of a pile inspector coming up to inspect the run, and that's fine, but... You would like to see a little more in the way of, even when he's attacking at the catch point, being more physical there, playing through bodies instead of working around bodies, and and that range is explosive, and he'll beat receivers across their face. But if he's got to come through a body, can he? I've seen him run through bodies uh, if their head's back around to the quarterback, and he can lay a stick on somebody. Um, I'm just not totally enamored with the physicality and the brand that he plays in that regard. Yeah. Everything playing forward is inconsistent. Um, so the Ohio state people can be happy that we had him above Jubril peppers. If they wanted to take some yeah. silver lining, yeah. um, actually not on your individual board. So you could stay mad at Kyle, Ohio state people. Uh, I like Jubril peppers. He, he's, uh, he's a player that I've written a ton about. Uh, Michigan player, the linebacker that's going to move back to safety. He's a physical player. You know, he's going to close. He's going to come down. He's going to square up and take on running backs in the alley and in the box. Uh, so you, you love the physical brand that he plays with. Closes distances quick. Um, but uh, you know, the reality is, is he had minimal ball production. Now playing further off the ball than as a linebacker is going to lend itself to more ball production just be, by alignment. Um, but. Um, you know, that's something where he hasn't shown a whole lot. And my gripe with Peppers is that he's a little bit slow to process. And I think that's instantly mitigated when you move him back to the third level where he doesn't have to process as quick as playing on the second level. Yeah. Uh, so there's some transition to be done. Uh, I, you know, I get that. But I think that he's a quality safety, going to be a starter, might take a little while. But, uh, you know, yeah, he's a quality I, player and gives you the special team's ability right away. You know, I'm I'm already dreading 
November of next year when Peppers either hasn't started any games or he hasn't looked especially good. And we told you so. Oh, man, Peppers stinks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is not a one-year projection player. I think if you're coming in expecting Peppers to be a high-end starting safety right away, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm totally with you there. This is a, a three-year projection, much more than a one-year projection. Give him time. Do not be quick to write this one off because I can already imagine the "I told you so"s that we're going to have. We're going to be hearing come November. Um, Eddie Jackson, Alabama, my guy. It's only fitting I get to talk about him. Uh, I, I think you could do a whole lot worse as a, a deep free safety prospect, especially in this class. Um, I love the versatility that he can bring as far as being flexed down into the slot, playing some man-to-man coverage. He's not a great tackler. He doesn't have the thickest frame, uh, but he's a cut tackler. He, he is consistent with his angles and cutting down low, getting you know his helmet and shoulder pads on the thighs of, of receivers and ball carriers and cutting guys down that way. Uh, like his ball skills, thought 2015 he was tremendous, one of the best safety prospects in the in the country. Um, he came back. Alabama had a lot of other playmakers making a lot of plays. He didn't have as much on his plate as far as things he had to do and, and make happen, and then he broke his leg, and he hasn't tested, so it's out of sight, out of mind. But uh, I think this is somebody, if, if that leg's back and he's back to 100%, uh, I think he could start right away in the NFL. Ready for some word association? Let's do it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the first one here. How about Josh Jones out of North Carolina State? Underrated. Yeah. This is uh, everybody talks about. I hear a lot of people talk about Marcus Williams from Utah. Uh, Josh Jones is that player that people want Marcus Williams to be. Uh, Jones has size. I think he's six one two twenty. One of the most explosive athletic profiles coming out of the combine. Uh, his man-to-man stuff's kind of raw, but you saw him against some tight ends really be able to turn and run and run with guys down the field and effectively play at the catch point. Uh, physical stepping up and being a run support player. So he's got a, a fair amount of influence in both phases of defense uh, as a strong safety, and I, I think he's, he's somebody that will continue to trend upwards as well. Let's go... I'll give him to you. Xavier Woods, Louisiana Tech. <laughs> Man, that was a gift. Thank you. Um, this is a this is a table we've been pounding since the summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What a delight he is to watch on tape. I mean, he's his production over his forty-seven games started uh, twenty and a half tackles for loss, fourteen interceptions, thirty-two pass defenses, and six forced fumbles. I mean, this is a guy that produces. He. Um, he can play on all the roles. He's, he, I like him in the single high role. He has a lot of range uh, and takes really smart angles to the football. Obviously knows how to break on, on the ball and has nice ball skills. Uh, he will come forward and he'll lay the wood. You know, he's not afraid to come downhill and tackle, even though he's you know, 190. He's 5'11", 197, so he's not small. So he, he comes downhill and, and he'll hit um, and get into the backfield. He takes good angles. I think he can line up situationally on the, on slot receivers, um, and 
he's just an all-around playmaker. So I, that was probably a lot more than I'm supposed to say in word association. No, that's but, okay, because uh, I'm, I'm going to butt in right now. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. Joe, can you name the, the defensive back prospects in the 2016 NFL draft that had uh, five or more interceptions, three or more sacks, uh, and, and 80-plus tackles in, this, in the year? How many are there? One. <laughs> it's Xavier Woods. Xavier then. Woods. Okay, I got I got one more for you. Okay. Um, Xavier Woods is one of only eight college football players over the past 16 years to register 250 plus tackles, 12 plus interceptions, and force five or more fumbles. Baller. Baller. Production is there, and the film's good too. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Stay woke. Stay, Stay woke, woke on Xavier Woods. Uh, how about this one for you? Marcus May, Florida. Yeah, I like Marcus. Marcus is um, hes not overly aggressive, and I think that stands out. Some people kind of take that as um, as passiveness, uh, but he, he really takes to heart last line of defense and staying over top of runs and over top of run after catch situations. Uh, but if he's playing forward... Uh, he'll light guys up. He's got some nice pop in his pads. Uh, another player that had some injury issues throughout the year this year. Um, believe he missed the end of the year. Uh, May is he's flexible as far as he can play some free. He can play some strong. I wouldn't play him in a lot of man-to-man. Uh, I, I probably think box safety's his best fit. Um, and I'd let him play forward a little bit more. Because it seems like he's got the pop in his pads, and he's got enough linear acceleration to get downhill and get into the box and support the run. Um, all right, I'll, I'll give you Marcus Williams, Utah. I kind of stole your thunder on this one by talking him down. Oh no, I think um, I think he's probably the B version of Malik Hooker. Um, he doesn't. He has that single high ability where he can track and break on the football, but you know he. Not a great, not a great downhill play forward type guy. So uh, take everything you like about Malik Hooker, take a little bit off of it, and I think you get Marcus Williams. Do you like that? Are you on board with that, or no? Or is that a stretch? No, okay, a stretch. fair enough. That's I, right. think, I think he's um, man. <laughs> I I uh, he's one forty five on my board. I don't. I didn't see it. I didn't see a lot of range. I thought he looked kind of stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so hooker for me is notably better prospect. Right. Well, okay. I think, I think well, Marcus Williams is the B version of Josh Jones. Okay. Fair enough. But he's not as physical. No. All right. Well, there's no slam dunk there. No, there's no slam dunk. Let me give you another one here. Um, we've hit most of your top hundred guys, and this is a player that there's a lot of mixed opinions on, and, uh, you have a fairly... Fairly high grade on not 137th on your board. So, yeah, a respectable grade on compared to some people who've just dogged this guy. So Monte Nicholson out of Michigan State. I, Monte, he's big. He's physical. Um, he's got a respectable level of ball skills. But, I'm, I mean, I'm not blown away by him. I think as a middle-round guy um, – he has developmental upside as far as turning into a quality safety, but he he does have a ways to go. Uh, he's nowhere near a finished product, uh, but I like how physical he played. 
Uh, I think as far as tackling and playing forward, uh, it's when he had the chances to show himself the best. Uh, not the not notable range on the back end. This is not a free safety or anything like that. Um, but I, I like what he can become more than much more than what he is right now, if that's fair. I'm going to give you one more. And I have to ask you... No, no, we've already talked about Delano Hill. We're not going to talk about Delano Hill anymore. Okay. I thought for sure you were giving me that. Yeah, let's... Um, Let's go with Rayshon Jenkins, who's just outside your top 100. Rayshon Jenkins. All right. Yeah, he he tested a little bit better for me. Uh, I like he's a dog, right? So he's an aggressive player. It's going to attack the football. He's not afraid to fire into the alley or the box from the third level. Um, I think he takes good angles and is a good finisher. Um, he's fast. He He's okay in coverage. I um, want to see him a little bit quicker. Uh, reacting in zones, yeah. getting for me, to the it was football. Pro- processing for me was an issue. Yeah, well, that so yeah, you want to see him anticipate route concepts a little bit better. Um, but that I, that he put him in like t- two deep looks, cover two safety, um, let him play in the box a little bit. Uh, I think he's got big time special teams upside, and then an eventual starter. So he graded out for me in the fourth round. Um, he just if he everything speeds up for him, I like everything else. So yeah, if that, that happens, no, that's good. fair because he's he's got good tools, right? It's, it's yeah, good physicality, yeah. good burst. Uh, he's rocked. He's a rocked up dude. Yeah, he is. It's yeah. just you know, I totally agree with you. Totally on board. Just see it faster and play faster. Yep, yep. I think that's gonna do it, Joe. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We did all of our positional groups. This was defensive backs. Uh, we did front seven on Friday. We did offensive line on Wednesday. We did pass catchers last Monday. And the Friday before that, we did offensive backfield, which is quarterbacks and running backs. So if you guys did not get a chance to catch any of the draft dudes over the past two weeks, we laid it all on the table for you, man. About Um, six hours? Yeah, about six (laughs) hours worth of recapping the class. Yeah, so uh, don't say we didn't do our homework. To Uh, tie a ribbon on 100-plus podcasts over the last... Uh, yeah, 100, 142 podcast episodes since September for you and me, and it's wow. it's over 75 hours of audio of us talking about the draft. If you ain't ready, then... <laughs> well, here's the good news, right? You yes. know, we made this announcement last week, but uh, you're going to get another 10, 12, right in that ballpark, more hours of us talking about the draft this year. Uh, Joe and I are leaving on Wednesday. Uh, we are landing in Phoenix, and we are in FanRag Sports uh, National Headquarters on Thursday and Friday, live broadcasting our analysis of the 2017 NFL Draft. You can catch that on FanRagSports.com or my personal favorite, NDTScouting.com. We highly encourage you guys to swing out. Check it out. We have really, really cool stuff planned as far as what we want to do and what we want to bring to the table. Uh, it, it's going to be a wonderful cherry on top for this draft and a really cool experience for myself and Joe. Uh, the first opportunity that we've had to get in the booth and actually do a broadcast and, and do live analysis and live streaming. So uh, no screw-ups, Joe. We're not allowed to screw up, man. That's No, <laughs> no pressure, no, man. Yeah, no pressure, right? I'll tell you this. We'll look good. We, we... <laughs> oh, man, I can confirm. Because I've seen what Joe's going to wear each night, and Joe is going to be lit as far as his <laughs> his outfit is going to be A-plus stuff. 
so you guys have that to look forward to this week. We will be back on Wednesday with more Draft Dudes. We have one more episode before the NFL Draft. Uh, Joe, we need to figure out what the hell we're doing for this show, man. <laughs> I, I, th- I got a feeling we should just talk about the NFL Draft. Yeah, I, think, I have a really good feeling we'll talk about the NFL Draft. A little water cooler Wednesday. and yeah, have shoot, shoot the breeze a little bit. Yeah, that, that's what we'll do. The day before. Yeah, the, the, uh, the calm before the storm. Um, in the meantime, if you guys have not had the chance, please swing over to NDTScouting.com. Uh, check out, we, we had a ton of great content come through this weekend. Uh, if you have not gotten your premium subscription, please think about it. It's $20. It gets my 2017 NFL Draft Prospectus, Joe Marino's 2017 NFL Draft Portfolio, 300 draft reports each. It's a blend of film scores and analytics. It's very good stuff. Highly recommend you guys check it out if you haven't already. Thank you so much for your consideration, and thank you for listening to Draft Dudes. I am Kyle Krabs, signing off with Joe Marino. We will be back on Wednesday for one more go. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu, Tidal Premium, 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot, and full HD. Atlas, we need to shout that from the rooftops. Best deal ever. I didn't mean literally. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercials plan for Sprint account. Features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit. Third dollar activation fee speed. Maximums use rules and restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.